we are given a portrait of two people, a Pharisee and a tax collector. The Pharisee kind of thinks he's hot stuff. He sits in the front row at church. He's on the altar guild. No offense, Jenna, you're not like this. Uh, And the uh, other guy hasn't been to church in ages. But life is clearly knocking on his door. The sky is raining down volcanic ash upon his head. And he decides to darken the doors of a church for the first time in years. He sits at the back. And you can see people like this to this day in churches like Trinity Wall Street in New York City where you walk in. There are always a few stockbrokers in the middle of total collapse praying for the first time in years. Well, um, Jesus has very little time for the Pharisee. And he has immense compassion. Enough compassion to cover all the necessary basis in a human life for the sinner. The man who has drifted far away from the person we all know he should be. Let me read you a portrait of a Pharisee. This is taken from the website Gawker. It's a sort of controversial website about gossipy stuff in New York City. And they have a nomination thing that they do every year for the biggest jerk in the news one year. And um, there are always about 10 hilarious nominees. And last year they nominated a fellow named John Fitzgerald Page. And John Fitzgerald Page uh, was a member of Match.com. People do online dating. And he wrote to a girl to try to sort of initiate some kind of contact with her online. Well, we're given to understand that the following emails correspondence took place between John and some lady. And this lady sent Gawker all of their correspondence. She writes, So I winked at this guy on Match.com, which just means I showed I might be interested in at least having some correspondence with this fella. Should have known better, considering his name was Ivy League alone. He responds with the following email. I live in a 31-story, high-rise condominium, right in the middle of the Buckhead Nightlife District. Do you ever come to this area of town to shop, go out, visit, explore? I went to an Ivy League school, the University of Pennsylvania, for my undergraduate degree in economics and my graduate degree in management, Wharton School of Business. Where did you go to school? What activities do you currently participate in to stay in shape? I work out four times a week at LA Fitness. Do you exercise regularly? I am six feet tall, 185 pounds. What about yourself? I'm truly sorry if that sounds rude, impolite, or even downright crass, but I have been deceived before by inaccurate representations. So I prefer someone to be upfront and honest on initial contact. I do mergers and acquisitions, corporate finance, for the limited brands, Bath and Body Works, Victoria's Secret, etc. Enjoy any of our stores? Do you have any other recent pictures you care to share? I have many others if you care to see them. Regards, John. So, the lady writes, I, in turn, sent him a polite no thank you through the match system 
which sends him the following email. Thanks for writing to me, but unfortunately, we're just not a good match. Good luck in your search. A spurned and broken-hearted John wrote back, less robotically, but no less awfully. I think you forget how this works. You hit on me, and therefore have to impress me, and pass my criteria and standards, not vice versa. Six pictures of just your head and your inability to answer a simple question lets me know one thing. You are not in shape. I am a trainer on the side. In fact, I'm heading to the gym in 26 minutes. So next time you meet a guy of my caliber, instead of trying to turn it around, just get to the gym. I will even give you one free training session. <laughs> so you don't blow it with the next 8.9 on Hot or Not, Ivy League grad, Mensa member, can bench squat, leg press over 1,200 pounds, has had lunch with the Secretary of Defense, has an MBA from the top school in the country, lives in a Buckhead high-rise, drives a Beamer convertible, has been in 14 major motion pictures, was in Jezebel's best dress, etc. Oh, that's right. There aren't any more of those. Regards, John. And the reporter writes, there aren't? Are you absolutely sure? We're still hiding, just in case. Now that is a portrait of a Pharisee. And it is um, easy to laugh. But what does he do? What defines a real Pharisee? He leads with his resume. He's obsessed with the things in life that give him an advantage. I ask you today, what are your advantages? What are the things about you that enable you to feel confident about the way you measure up with other people? Well, the good news of this passage is that if you have a terrible resume, God can handle it, and you will appreciate his love all the more. The bad news is that the exact things about yourself that you like most and cherish most actually stand in the way of your relationship with God. A few examples from my own life. I was born in New York City. People think that means something. It doesn't, but it gives you an advantage in New York City because nobody was born there. I was. I only lived there until I was six, though, so I have no familiarity with the place in my childhood. My brother Simeon went to Harvard. I like to throw that one around, but I didn't. I got an SAT score that is over 300 points worse than any other member of my family. Now that's the kind of material that should be put on your resume when it comes to your spiritual life. Do you have anything like this? Almost always the advantage has a, another part of the story that people don't mention. I lived in Switzerland. I got a two out of five on AP German. 
You see how this works? I guarantee you, for every advantage you have, there's a bigger story there that nobody is being told. That's the part of the story that actually matters. What would you put on your resume? What are the weaknesses? What are the things that don't give you an advantage? What are the embarrassing aspects of yourself? You look at your face and all you see is the zit. What are the zits in your life? What are the blemishes? Well, I saw a wonderful portrait of God's love for the person who has weakness in a show that I love. I've mentioned it before, Friday Night Lights, just recently, where a star quarterback named Vince is the focal point of the show. And Vince um, is in a barbecue restaurant one day, and an older gentleman is in the line next to him, paying for some barbecue. And he says, you're Vince. You're the quarterback of the Lions, aren't you? And he says, yes, sir, I am. And he said, oh, sir, their lunch is on me. You've been doing a great job, son. You just keep it up. Your lunch is on me. He said, my name is Harvey Long. I run Harvey Long Landscaping. If there's anything I can do for you, you just come and see me. Thank you for playing so well, and it's a pleasure to buy your lunch for you today. Well, it's a touching scene, but what we know watching the show is that Vince's life is rough. He's had to check his mother into multiple treatment centers for severe substance abuse problems. We've been shown times when he's actually driven her to hospitals by himself. Dad is absent. Mom has serious problems and is almost unemployable. After that interaction, his mother, who was at that time trying to make a go of sobriety, he gets an idea and he drives his mother to the landscaping place, Long's Landscaping, and he introduces Harvey Long to his mother. And he says, this is my mom. She's interested in applying for a job. And, and Mr. Long says, oh, well, it's so good to meet you. Any mother of Vince's is a friend of mine. And the son goes outside and waits outside. And you see the man holding the application looking down at it, and the mother's head is hung low. And you can hear the man who is interviewing her. He says, it seems like there are some gaps in your professional history. And she says, yes. Well, I went through a time of personal trouble recently. And she looks down in the ground because she knows it's the same story once again. And he says, well, do you have any experience with anything related to landscaping? And then it cuts to the son outside of the store, pacing back and forth, looking through the window, his mother's head hung low. And she comes outside a few minutes later, and she looks at her son, and she says, he gave me a job. And the son embraces the mom, and they hug, and it's incredibly moving. And this is a small portrait of the kind of love that God has for all 
who know Christ to be the one with the perfect resume, the resume that you yourself could only wish for. We are given status with God that will take you on and vote for you in every instance, not because of who you are, but because of the status, the accomplishments, the strong throwing arm of His Son. So I hope you will appeal to His righteousness for your justification, because in that place you will find peace with God that cannot be tarnished. Let us close with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being a God who loves people who need to be loved. We pray that in the areas where we are weak, we would find your compassion and your support as we go forward from here. In Jesus' name, amen.